Ladies and gentlemen, welcome the Fresh Drunk Stone Tour. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Fresh Drunk Stone Podcast right here on CannabisRadio.com. It's me, Ricky B., your host, along with my co-host, Matt Bellick. You can be able to follow me on Twitter or any social media at It's Me, Ricky B. Follow him at Matt Bellick, which is kind of fucking boring, but I it's, guess it it's is what my- it is. It's my name. No, I know that, but I mean, like, you can't even like get like left brain with it and try and come up with something else. I tried to make it. It's Maddie. It's me, Maddie B. But uh, then I would have sued you and kicked your ass. Y- yeah, for <laughs> even though my wife took it. Now, now Kim's is it's me, Kimmy B. I know we're the we're the killer bees, bro. <laughs> we were gonna make shirts for your birthday that say that too. That said, killer bees. Yeah, yeah, it would been great. Yeah, that came and passed though. Now we don't well, give a shit anymore. If we're lucky enough, there'll be another one next year. <laughs> <laughs> With all your traveling, you never know. Uh, so yeah. you're in San Jose right now, correct? San Jose, California. Actually, they've got a lot of fruit on the side of the road out here. You know, road fruit. <laughs> <laughs> road fruit? Well, there's like a whole lot of... Uh, farms and shit out here uh well when we're driving up here from la uh we were with my buddy bruce and he's from uh like this place bakersfield which is like on the way yeah. he's giving us this whole tour guide about how like there's not enough water anywhere and uh I, I, he's kind of near me first how, how much agriculture is made in, out here in california oh it's like 90 percent he's claiming 90 percent of the whole country yeah, Franco's whole his aunts and uncles. We saw all of them out there. In the <laughs> <laughs> They're picking cherries. Cherries. We got cherries and nectarines on the side of the road. I think, and it was cheap. I think it was like twelve pesos, and we got a whole fucking bag <laughs> <laughs> of cherries. It was fantastic. Cherries is like the last thing I would expect. Like, I mean, like it, it's that's not something that you would figure you'd pick up, like watermelons or oranges or something like that. Cherries is not something I would expect to be as part of the uh, the gala of road fruit. Yeah, no, they're just slinging them on the side of the road. And then what's weird is, so we do, we, we, we grab this fruit. We ended up going to our show. We did a show, San Jose Improv. It was fucking, it's a fucking beautiful venue. It's literally, it was called the Jose Theater. It's like an old theater that was literally built like in the 1800s. Yeah. Re- renovated sometime in the early 1900s, but it's old and it's like a theater, dude. It was really cool. But we, uh, we do the show. Show went great. Everything was fine, and then we went and uh, we got a five-pound burrito afterwards, and uh, split that up. I got some uh, pictures of that. It was, it was really good. It was five-pound burrito. Five-pound burrito. How did the toilets handle it? Um, honestly, dude, I so everything was pretty fresh on it, man. We split it. With oh, a okay. People, yeah, I didn't eat it myself. Uh, I wouldn't it put really it past good. you, though. Yeah, I was. Dude, it was, it's so funny because as soon as we finished it, I was like, you know, I think if I was hungry enough, I could eat one of these myself. My buddy Bruce, he's like, he's like I don't, I don't think so. I hope not. <laughs> like, <he's> like, <laughs> no, no, no. If you were hungry enough, yeah, you might be able to eat it by yourself. But then, I mean, you'll probably die, have high cholesterol of some sort, get some type of poisoning. It was really tasty. Poisoning. See, you'd think it was all about the size. But there was some motion in this ocean, baby. It was the flavor was there. It tasted good. It mm-hmm. wasn't just like a freak show big burrito. It was, it was very good. Is that a, is that your pickup line? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's not all about the size. There's some motion in this ocean. This is a pretty tasty. Burrito. Yeah, but I don't. 
I don't it may not be I the biggest burrito, but you ever had taquitos? Those are delicious. Remember those? I got no motion, no size. I got nothing. <laughs> but we, we, afterwards, we, we got like drunk and stuff. We go back and uh, it was funny because we asked the staff, we're like, hey, we're looking for a dive bar afterwards. Mm-hmm. We always like to go to like a shitty little dive bar. And they're like, oh, you go to this place. It's called Dive Bar. It's great. And we're like, oh, awesome. <laughs> I guess it's well, pretty on brand. Right, but we're expecting it to be like a shitty dive bar. It's like nice. Like we walk in and there's like a bouncer and he, they're like blasting hip hop and shit like that. And then, no, that's it, not a dive bar. Yeah, it was like dude, the bathrooms smelled amazing. I was like, this is, uh, I don't know. It wasn't very diving. I would but think a dive, bar, a dive bar has to be one of two things. Either a front for some type of drug smuggling ring right. or uh, possibly an entrance to the Underground Railroad. Either one. That's the only two things that they need in order to be a true dive bar. You should open up a dive bar and call it the Underground Railroad. Yeah, I don't think that'll go over well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just make it like a, make it like a whole. It, it could be. You know what it is? It could be mm-hmm. the first ever like dive bar slash escape room, and it's called the Underground Railroad. And if you, I don't <laughs> even want to touch this. Come on, think about it. You're talking about an escape room that's that's uh, that's themed after the Underground Railroad. I don't think that'll work to which is pictures of General Lee all over the place and stuff like that. I don't know. You know, in high, now that I'm hearing it out loud, maybe <laughs> it's not a good idea. Maybe it's a PR nightmare. I don't know. I would think it is. Yes. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, so, so you went to the, you went to this dive bar and you said it was actually really nice. It was nice. We, we, we got, we got kind of drunk there and the, the fun, the, the whole point of all this. Is so, so we go and we have this fun night, get mm-hmm. a little drunk. We go back to the hotel and, uh, the fruit that we had was still in the car, the cherries and the, the nectarines. So we grab it and then Tim was the one that originally bought it. So we tried to give it to Tim when he went in his room mm-hmm. and uh, our buddy Bruce was holding it. And Tim's like, no, 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 you keep it but bring it back or something like that. Like it was, yes, it was a very weird. uh... (laughs) I don't want to have it right now, but I want to have it later. Yeah. He's like, you take the fruit, but like, don't finish it and bring it back. I don't know. It was like, we had to babysit the fruit last night. How was that? Did you try the fervor method? Just let it cry itself to sleep. (laughs) It's still still alive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least we know you could take care of fruit. You're one step closer to being an adult. Fruit is, is fruit alive? Fruit's not alive. It came from a live tree. I mean, yeah, at one point, at one point in time, yes, it was alive. It is a (laughs) sort of, it was alive. It's more of just like the limb of an alive thing. Yo, did you even fucking go to school? I went to school. Yeah. What the, dude, <laughs> we, we, we hung out in high school. We, we didn't really do a lot of dude, school, if you did, remember. Did we hang out in high school? I don't think we did. I think it was, oh, no, 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 no. It, was it wasn't until after. Yeah, it was your it was, year. But I would yeah, already been school. out of school. Yeah, you already dropped out. And then my I didn't year, drop out. You graduated? I graduated. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I dropped out like a like a true American. <laughs> no, I graduated high school. What's really funny is that like my grades were so freaking bad when I was in high school. My mom actually said, maybe it's better if you just drop out and go for your GED. And I looked up and the amount of paperwork that you had to do in order to be able to do that. So I was like, ah, fuck this. Let me just ride it out. And I wrote it out and actually got my <laughs> diploma. You want to hear a funny GED story. So I drop out like a boss. Mm-hmm. And I go, I'm going to get my GED. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get my GED. And, uh, and then I remember on the way to the GED, uh, remember Clay? Yeah. 
Yeah. This so clay. Yeah, the dude that used to that did recorded our old band, Karma Kills. Yeah, he recorded our old band. We thought this guy was cool. We thought he had a studio. It turns out he just lived in a storage unit. And then and, and then his car and then at my house. Right. Oh, you let him live in your home? He was sleeping in my uh in my garage at a point in time. Yeah, he's a real winner. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he, uh, but he called me. I was on my way to the GED, and he was like, "Hey, you know, um, your guitar tracks didn't uh, didn't uh, end up like working out. Whatever, come back and re relay them down." So I'm like, "Okay." So I literally hit a U-turn on the way to the GED, go back, relayed the guitar tracks down, and then I guess those weren't good either because it turns out you went behind and just laid them down anyway, right? Is that what happened? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so which is fine. It just it's just funny because I remember my mom was so mad when I dropped out. And then I <laughs> I'm like, don't worry, I got a plan. I'm gonna get a GED, gonna go to a junior college. It's gonna be great, you know? Yeah. So and then so I kind of talk her into that and then I come back from quote unquote taking the GED and she goes, How'd it go? I'm like, so about home, that. Homeless guy Clay called me <laughs> and said <laughs> Said I needed to be in his storage unit ASAP to relay the tracks. But I mean, but to be honest, like we thought we met. I don't know how the hell did we meet this guy in the first place. I think he came. I think we were we were somewhere, and he was like, "Hey, do you have any spare change?" And we were like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> "No, I don't even know where the fuck we met him." But he, we thought he was cool at the time because he oh, said yeah. he had a record. He said he had a record label. He had we a record label. He had been on. A, he had been in a band that was signed to a record label, and then he. Um, he owned a recording studio, which which wasn't, turned out to be sort of true. Like he did run this yeah. recording studio, but he didn't tell us his, that he slept upstairs. Yeah, like wasn't his band signed to Indianola? I have no like, clue. I don't remember. I don't know. But he, I just assume that ap after we figured out everything about him, ap after like the the second week of him living in my garage, I was like, this guy is not who we think he is. It just took me a long time to figure it out. Yeah, I thought he was cool. You know what's funny? Through all that, the only one who from day one thought the guy was bullshit was David Lee. And then <laughs> he's, like, he's like, this guy's a fucking clown. And then we're like, no, 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 he's the best. And then he like got in our ear. Remember, he like secret whispered to like take David Lee's spot. And then we kicked Dave out. We did. Dave quit. And then, and then we were like, all right, Clay, you're in. And then we realized he couldn't even really play guitar that good. No, he was not good at all. And he started messing with what I was doing because, I, I, right. you know me, it's like I always took over every situation when it came to that kind of stuff. And then he started impeding on my territory, and that shit was not happening. No. And then we're like, all right. He was literally in the band for, what, like a week or two? And we're like, you're out. Yeah. And I remember like kind of going back to Dave with our tail between our legs. We're like, you want to come back, Dave? Because Dave was a pretty good guitarist. You know? he, was he was really fine. good. He was really yeah. good. And uh, it, it was just it was just us being cocky assholes, thinking that we were going to be able to make it with this guy who lived in his car in a in a warehouse and in my garage. Yeah, and I mean, I just remember now as an adult looking back, I'm like, dude, Dave was like from Jump. Dave was like, this guy's a clown. Like, this guy's a I don't know how he up. saw it. I don't, I don't know. know. He he, this guy was I like a know. shining light to me. He had a recording studio in his, in his. well, I guess it was in his house. He lived there. Um, sure. But I had no clue that he was living there. I, I found out that he, the reason why he lived in my garage is I found that he was sleeping in his car in, um, in Walmart. Sure. And I, I had no clue. I was like, dude, man, I don't want you to be, you know, you know, out. Dude, fucking come sleep at my house. Like, Two Clay, weeks you're later, I'm like, dude, get the fuck out of my house. Clay, you're an industry titan, okay? You're not sleeping. <laughs> you're not sleeping in your car. Get you're going to make me millions, you homeless fat bastard. 
I wonder, God, man, I wish we could somehow find where he is now. He's probably dead. Just even money, he's dead, right? <laughs> I would imagine yeah. so. The yeah. lifestyle that he had and, and that was also I found out he was, you know, he had a he had, was addicted to, to drugs and stuff like that. So hopefully he's not dead. But if he kept on the same path he was going on at his age, by the time that we are now his age, um, right. most likely he's dead. Could you imagine like right now, because he was like much older, like being like a 30-year-old man living in a storage unit. And then you see some like high school kids and you're like, eh, I'm going to hang with these guys. <laughs> Like, it's fucking weird. Yeah, it was weird. But if we would have hit, then it would have made sense for him, and then he would have seemed like a genius. But thank God we weren't able to give him that. That's true. Because essentially he just fucked up everything we were doing. Because I think we got back together for maybe like another like six or seven months, and then they eventually that was into the band. That was definitely the downfall of the band. When when they do the behind the music on us, that's going to be a big. That's going to be towards the end. That's the downfall. It's going to be like that, uh, that Albert Brooks movie when you die and you have, to, uh, you have to go watch all the things that you did in your life and, and try and make sure that uh, you have excuses for everything. We won't have a fucking excuse for doing Wait, that. What, what movie is that? Oh, God. I got to think about it offhand now. I haven't, it's an Albert Brooks movie um, where he dies and then God puts him in front of a screen to watch all the things that he has done. It's called Defending Your Life. It came out in 1991. Ooh, that's, that yes, it's, uh, it's Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep. It's actually a really good movie. I uh, but, I realize, but I realize now um, was a terrible thing to bring up because you don't know what it is. And um, yeah, it's a probably really fucking dusty old reference. It just sounds like uh, that's Rip like Torn's a- in the movie too. Oh, I love Rip Torn. Yeah. What if, what if that really happens and you have to go and like, that'd be a weird, like, I'd be like, he'd just be like, so what do you think? Like there was a time where I took a piece of pizza out of my, I mean, it was my pizza in my garbage, but <laughs> it wasn't in there long. But I, I'd, have a hard, I'd have a hard time explaining that. I'd be like, listen, I was. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. It's like imagine, imagine the things that you would have to watch if you <sighs> if you died today and had to go and 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 talk about the transgressions that you have had in your entire life. First of all, um, both of us would probably be there for days. Um, be a long time. <laughs> it'd be a long time. This would be like a grindhouse film. It'd be like a like three Quentin Tarantino knocked onto each other. It would just oh out of control. It would be uh, it would be the last three Star Wars series all put together. Um, and then, uh, and then finally come to the nice things that we've done in the past, like four years, five years. Uh, I feel like but, 80% of mine would just me be explaining the haircuts I've gotten. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, why'd you get this one? I'm like, I don't know. It's 12 bucks. <laughs> um, was it a, yeah. Explaining why we stole, uh, you know, uh, stole toilet paper from McDonald's and, um, instead yeah. of, pay- instead of paying our rent, taking whatever money we had and. Uh, going and getting chocolate chip pancakes until we eventually got evicted. Those are the things that we'll have to try and figure out later I think on. That'd be, I think that'd be an easy one to explain. Just be like, well, I didn't have the money, but I had enough <laughs> for pancakes. I don't know. This is easy, guys. <laughs> Next? I mean, come on. When are we going to get to the hard ones? Rent was $1,000. We had 38 bucks. So <laughs> That was enough. And pancakes, we even yeah. tipped. It's not like we didn't tip the waiter or waitress. We took care oh. of them. Oh, we tip, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. 
These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. Uh, speaking of tip, which is a weird way to segue this. Um, so this, this, past, <laughs> this past weekend, uh, Brass Knucklehead had a show at Tin Roof in Del Rey. And um, we were, uh, were playing like 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. or something like that. It was really early. It was a Sunday, this past Sunday. And what's it, what's it like rocking out that early? It's weird, but normally we play outside. Like the first time we play there four times now. The first time we play there, we play there inside. The next two were outside. So when I showed up, they have like a backline drum set they have inside. And it's cool because I don't have to, I just have to bring my snare drum and my, my, uh, my cymbals and shit. And it's, it's easy. So when we, I thought we were playing outside because we normally always play outside. So I bring in all my stuff. It's like, it's, it's nine 30 in the morning and I'm bringing all my stuff in. The guy's like, Ooh, you play inside. It's like, son of a bitch. So that was like the first thing. And before every show, we always like to partake. And, uh, so we decided that we were going to partake as usual. And I go inside to try and set up my drum set. And one of my, one of my stands was giving me an issue. So I bent down real quick in order to be able to grab it and yank it up. And when I bent down, I didn't realize that there was a monitor literally right behind me and the corner of it went straight into my asshole. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so ever since then, like sitting has not been fun. That whole, Wait. so now I did that before the show. So now I had a three hour show I had to play where I was basically just like resting on my taint because it was the only way that I could be able to get away from, from this, this, this burning, this burning, you know, uh, if, pain in my asshole you should you should get one of those little like hemorrhoid donuts yeah, the donuts yeah, yeah somebody told me that too but the problem this is this was the issue so i mean yes and it's still uncomfortable to this to to this moment i'm still trying to figure out exactly how to be able to sit at most places um at the car is horrendous i'm constantly having to adjust myself but hopefully it'll go away soon hopefully just a bruised tailbone i don't have health insurance not like i could be able to get it checked out if i wanted to um so hopefully just a bruised tailbone i think it is so it's starting to get a little bit better. But the problem was that night 
uh, was Memorial Day, the su- Sunday before Memorial Day, and we had a party at, at uh, our pool, and I got, you know, you know I tied one on, and sure. I started telling everybody the story. And I must have told everybody the story. So now for the following couple of days, I've just been getting text messages. How's your asshole? And I realized <laughs> that it just wasn't a good idea to tell people because now I, I went to, uh, I went to go see uh, Josh yesterday and he's telling everybody at the duck about my asshole. So now my asshole has become a, uh, a, right. a story for everybody. But I, I just want to let people know that it's uncomfortable and not fair to constantly be asking about my asshole. Well, listen, how do you think Freddie Mercury felt? You know, now you're <laughs> oh kind of like, you're kind of like one of your idols now. <laughs> you think you took one little monitor corner to the butt and you're like, I had to do a whole show. This guy, you know what he had to do and then do a show? <laughs> uh, mountains of cocaine. Yeah, but his butthole. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, probably, yeah, probably the butthole as well. He but, probably, yeah, he's on enough drugs so he couldn't feel his own ass. Oh, no, 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 absolutely not. I mean, everybody else did, but he couldn't. <laughs> um, I, it's it's one of the things like you ever you ever do something where like you get you get a little stoned you get a little drunk or whatever like that and you do something and you, as soon as it happens you're just like it's because I'm inebriated like I would have I would have taken the time to to check my surroundings but if it wasn't that I, if I wasn't a little drunk or if I wasn't a little high that wouldn't have fucking happened yeah every That's day exactly and I think about it every time that I get a little pain in my ass. Uh, I think about that now. It's basically the same thing happens every night when I get drunk and I eat Taco Bell. And I wake up and my asshole hurts. I'm like, that wouldn't happen if I wasn't inebriated. You know? Wait, but you're supposed to eat Taco Bell with your mouth. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it wrong this whole time. This whole entire time. This whole uh, entire time. I had a friend of mine that told me that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know this is another weird movement here, but it was a friend of mine who told me, uh, it's so weird because like normally when we do this show, like you're in San Jose, I'm in Boca at the, at the Cannabis Radio Studio. And uh, normally I have the door closed and I realized the door is open. So now everybody's hearing my half of this conversation. So this next part's going to get weird. But I, was, I had a friend of mine that was telling me that uh, she did ecstasy with her butt. And I was yeah. like, I was like, oh my God, I didn't know. Like I remember, like the uh, we were talking about this the other day with somebody. Who the hell was I talking about? Oh, it was uh, the guys before the show on Sunday. Do um, you remember that everybody used to do the the vodka soaked tampons? No, you don't remember that. <laughs> no, uh, I never did it. I was never. I was never that adventurous. Uh, no, 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 no. Wait, you um, soak a tampon in vodka and then you shove it up your asshole? Yeah, because yeah, it gets you drunker faster. I mean, I, I just yeah. I, pref- I prefer tonic, but I don't understand why people are, <laughs> um, you know, just right up their butts. And it's a uh, funny way to say soda water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, but she was saying that she did ecstasy with her butt one time, and I was like, that is. That's a chore. But then the kicker of the story was um, she said somebody helped her. Mm. And I was like, wait, you had a friend on this one? A spotter. But, <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah, yeah. Um, that's but, a weird request to be like, you got to be really close to somebody. To be like, that's hey, what I was saying. Like, who was this person? But I couldn't get any further details out. Wow. Well, hopefully it was nobody related to her. And, uh, you know. Well, yeah, she'd have a pretty terrible family if her if her cousins or sisters or uncles were would put ecstasy in her butthole. I mean, that's yeah, not she, really. She's like, Dad, you know what I want for my birthday? <laughs> 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 okay, so it's getting wacky. The, uh, <laughs> dude, we made a kid do that one time in high school. Did you ever meet this kid? I don't know his last name. We called him Danforth because his, his name was Dan. And we were at uh, we were. Remember, we weren't we, friends in high school. 
That's right. Well, we were, we had a, I don't know, long story short, we mm-hmm. were a bunch of kooky kids and we were, we were taking some ecstasy. My buddies had like an open house and there's, this kid Dan was kind of like the asshole buddy of the group when everyone got their pill and he's like, where's mine? We're like, all right, we're only going to give this to you, Dan, if you shove it up your ass. And he's like, no, come on. We're like, no, Dan, it's the only way you get it. <laughs> so, so Wait, we, and you're calling this kid the asshole? It seems like you guys were the assholes. No, we, we were, dude, I mean, we were, it was, it was, listen, it wasn't like, I didn't take the lead on this, but I was kind of involved. Like there was, mm-hmm. this is something we're going to have to explain to God later. It was, <laughs> <laughs> but we gave, we, well, here's the, here's the kicker. We give it to him. We're like, here, we have to put it up your butt. So he goes in the bathroom. He comes out two minutes later. He's like, all right, it's done. And we're like, did you really do it? He's like, yeah. We're like, you really shoved it up your ass? He's like, yeah. We're like, you were in there by yourself. You could have just put it in your mouth and got some water from the faucet. Like, you could have lied. And then watching, watching his face realize that, he was like, oh, shit. Oh, okay. So you're picking on the town idiot. Yeah. And then, but I don't know. That was... I wonder, I wonder if he actually did. Do you ever, do you ever get confirmation whether he actually did it or not? Because you never really know. Did he really put it in his butt? You know, uh, when I go to sleep at night, I like to think he did. <laughs> just, stare, just stare at the ceiling, man, <laughs> twirling around. Hmm. Did he never put that ecstasy in his butt? Did he really do it? Because this is a story I've been telling for years. Now I don't even really know if it's true anymore. If I find him and he's made a liar out of me, I will fucking <laughs> will gut his ass. Mm-hmm. And I'll just put that right. Kids do weird things, man. Um, yeah, they do. And speaking of kids doing weird things, there was this video that I came across this morning that you brought up to me um, just before we started. <laughs> and uh, it was the, so the biggest song right now is that Old Town Road song mm. by, by Lil Nas X. And one of my biggest issues with this is a lot of people say, oh, it's from that Nas kid or that Lil Nas, excuse me. Nas is an actual rapper, a phenomenal yep. rapper um, that has had a legacy career and is unbelievable lyricist and everything like that. Lil Nas X wrote a dumb fucking song that he managed to get Whoa. Billy Ray Cyrus on and it became a gigantic hit. First of all, yes, there's definitely a Lil Nas X and Nas are not the same person, but let's yeah. not start saying that Lil Nas X wrote a stupid, dumb song. That it's is a stupid, a, dumb song. I, I see. We're going to disagree here because I think, uh, what did the kids say? It's a banger, Ricky. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, listen. You're two steps my, away from putting XC in your asshole. I think I just did. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, though. I, everything about me should hate that song. But, mm-hmm. uh, the, hook, the hook is catchy. It's just we were, when the singing part goes through is when I'm having an issue with it. I don't like uh, I, I don't really like the Billy Ray being involved. Um, it's not necessary. Riding down Odeo with my Maserati sports car. Yeah, it just it just it's horrible. It's not it's no. There's a lot of it, but you know what's you know what's really what's really really funny about this. You know who one of the credited writers songwriters are on the song? And this is uh, this is going to kill you. This is going to make you want to put XC in your butthole. Is it Simon or Garfunkel? Which one? Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor, really? Oh, yeah, no. of Nine Inch Nails fame. Yeah, so he's one of the accredited songwriters on this song. But the song has become so big; it's such a gigantic song, and obviously has taken over all generations because Lil Nas X put out this video of him going to a elementary school. This has to be an elementary school. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was like a preschool or something. Hopefully, it was an elementary school of someone a tiny bit you know, older than, than what I'm thinking. And he goes out there in full cowboy garb um, and starts singing the song. And 
you can't even hear Lil Nas X singing or rapping or whatever the hell he's doing because the kids are going crazy and they're singing every single word. That's what blew my mind was that they knew. And they're singing, they're singing things they clearly don't know what they're talking about. Like when they, there's a part where they say, sitting on my tractor, lean all in my bladder, which is, mm-hmm. uh, for the kids who don't know what lean is, that's a drug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, that you put in your mouth. Uh, that says syrup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the lyrics are riding on a tractor, lean all in my bladder, cheated on my baby. You can go and ask her. She'll tell you. Uh, yeah. So uh, the next part is my life is a movie, bull riding and boobies. <laughs> Cowboy hat from Gucci, Wrangler on my booty. Okay. First of all, <laughs> just you're not in bull that? riding and boobies. You, okay, those are two good things. Well, I understand this, but this is a, this is a number one hit song that has taken over the nation. It does sound like the lyrics were written with like a crayon. <laughs> like they were, they were. Listen, objectively, it's dog shit. We all get that, but it gets yeah. you go. We were talking about yesterday. We're like, sometimes there's like, uh, almost like, like a science to the shit, like that makes a song catchy. I don't know. They figured it out. There, I mean, obviously, but I mean, like they they've got some massive songwriters that put the song together, including Billy Ray. on the on the uh, on the songwriting uh, aspect of it. Lil Nas X is not on there. So he did not write this song at all. Billy Ray Cyrus um, and a few other names, but Trent Reznor is the one that popped out to me as, as the biggest name uh, on there. Uh, That's kind of sad. It's, like it's weird to me. I, I don't really know how he falls into this, but yeah, but he is listed on the accredited writers, Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails fame, which is, yeah, it's sad. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of it. He likes money. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, speaking of not a big fan, did you get a chance to go see Aladdin in theaters? No, I, uh, I heard, I heard, I read online mm-hmm. that it was pretty good though. I, I want to see it. I, I mean, I was a big Aladdin fan as a young boy and Yeah, I like Will Smith. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how bad can it be? Um, I would have much rather, uh, put ecstasy in my butthole. It was that bad. I... I hated it. Um, now Kim loved Whoa. it. Kim loved it, it. She absolutely is it, loved it. Is it like shot for shot, like scene by scene, the same movie? No, 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 no. This is what Disney did. Disney was kind of smart in this, in this, in this essence of it. Is that the money shots were the ones they really cared about? So uh, a whole new world was a big spectacle. Friend like me was a big spectacle. That whole entire thing. And those are the really the two big scenes that people really, really remember from it. Um, and then the other big scene would be the when Jasmine gets stuck in the hourglass, you know, at the very end of it, and he has to break her out of the hourglass. That's where Jafar puts her for, you know, for her to, you know, she's got, obviously has an hour, um, yeah, which that hour goes by really quickly. It must be very small grains of that's, As a child, I re- that scene always kind of turned me on, and I didn't know why. <laughs> I was confused. But, well, uh, well, your inner child would be disappointed because it's not in this movie. <laughs> no! Yeah, they did not do it. Um, but uh, one of the, the, the biggest issues that I had with it, uh, besides I just could give two shits about any of the characters, Will Smith as a genie was actually not that bad. I actually kind of enjoyed it. And I, the, the twist that he did, there, this is like one of those things where um, whoever, like Joaquin Phoenix is playing the Joker in that Joker movie that's coming out. The Comparing him to Heath Ledger's Joker is stupid because nobody could be able to do it as good as Heath Ledger did. There'll only be another version of it. And that's the way you got to kind of look at it with Will Smith as the genie. No one can be able to do what Robin Williams did. 
Um, so just leave that alone. This is a new sort of version that's based off of the original that was given, you know, given to us by Robin Williams. But I, I liked him as the genie. I didn't mind it. The biggest problem I had in the entire time, entire movie, was one of my favorite characters in the entire movie was basically cut out of the movie. And that was Iago. Iago the bird. Gilbert Godfrey's performance in the original movie was a spectacle. It was great. It, was, it moved the story along. It created a lot of humor. It was unbelievable. And the one thing that he made fun of about being a, a parrot was that he had to do the Pollywanna Cracker bullshit. Yes. And he was like, he hated it. In the movie, all he does is talk like a parrot. Is he, wait, is it a, is it a human voice? Nope. Well, I mean, maybe. Uh, I would but imagine if, somebody did a character voice for it, but he doesn't talk. All he does is just, he says things, but he doesn't have like the quick wit that was originally cast uh, with the Gilbert Godfrey one. Like all he does is talk like a parrot. Like he just mimics Jafar. Who Jafar is but, the gigantic pussy as well in this movie. Who plays Jafar? I don't even know. Does he? Is he? Ah, that's that's weird. I don't know because yeah, Iago was definitely. It was always he's a, he was the kid favorite because he was like a bad. He was technically a bad guy because he was playing for Team Jafar, but like he hated Jafar, you know. Mm-hmm. So he was like there was like that funny uh, dichotomy. You know, Gilbert Godfrey. Say what you want. He can really play the shit out of a bird. That's his. He's got two bird roles. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't. He's not getting much bird roles anymore. Now, the only thing he's relegated to is just doing roasts with uh, with Jeff Ross. That's basically it. Did you see that? Uh, the historical that, one. It's not good, man. I haven't seen it yet. I just saw. I just saw Gilbert Godfrey come out as uh, as Hitler, and that was basically it. It's weird because, like, the idea when I first heard about it, I thought it was going to be super great. And I actually know a couple of people who wrote on it. And, it, and when I say it's bad, it's not because the writing wasn't bad. It's just, it's weird because the, what's cool about seeing a roast is you're making fun of that person, like right in front of them. And it's like a burn and it's like, ah, but they're just roasting like a character that's not even there. Like everyone's like, yeah, Hitler, you suck. And I'm like, that's Gilbert Godfrey. Like it doesn't. Yeah, I think I think that Jeff Ross just he's just he's taking this roast thing. Like Jeff Ross was the one that brought it back because he was like one of the one of the last people to ever. He's like he's like uh, the guy to wear the members only jacket, but he's the only yeah. member. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's just he's trying to keep this art alive. And I think the bumping mics thing, like that was kind of fun and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but just the this now historical roast thing is just, it's making a huge calamity of how beautiful roast used to be. Bumping mics is good. The thing is, I think what Jeff is doing is he's just trying to, uh, he's like, listen, this roast thing's hot. Everything, as we know, everything becomes a phase and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I think he's just trying to make as much money while he still can on this. And I don't blame him, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's fine. It just, to me, it's just dumb. They just, I, I just don't, I don't understand it. But hey, uh, I'm obviously not get, I'm not on the payroll. If I was on the payroll, then I'd be like, hell yeah, let's keep doing this for the rest of our lives. Yeah, that's I think what's happening is every time he does like a roast thing, he gets a huge check, and he's like, "I don't want this to stop." Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got to keep up his cancer treatments. Maybe the I've seen. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Does, doesn't doesn't he look? Doesn't he look like he's just eating the chemo machines? Yeah, because I was gonna say he's bald, but he's fat. So <laughs> they're giving it to him in a different way. That's why. Yeah, I think they're. Shoving it up his butt. Um, <laughs> we found this new way. We we just we soaked a tampon in. Uh, oh my god! 
cutting edge technology. It's just only like radiance in radiation. It's like a green glowing tampon. <laughs> just a glow. You just stuck a glow stick in your ass. That's basically what you just did. This is offensive. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's that's about it for this week. <laughs> that's how we should end it. Um, was it at, where are you going to be? Well, you're going to be coming home soon, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm coming home soon. So tonight, uh, we're you know this gets released on Fridays, but we're recording it today, Thursday. So tonight we have a show in Oxnard, California. When this gets released on Friday, I uh, will be in Phoenix at CB Live. Mm-hmm. If um, we're doing Friday, Saturday. Monday, Tuesday, all in Phoenix, all at the same venue, CB Live. If you know anyone in Phoenix, Tempe area, Tempe. please t- tell them about the show. Tell them to message me directly. I can get you free tickets. We have some comps, and uh, those are going to be really good shows. We do have uh, – we've got some room on them, though. So if, if, if anyone you, – if, if you're listening to this and you have a friend or a grandmother, anybody in that area, tell them to come out. Friend or grandmother, no aunts, no uncles, no nothing like that. We just we just want the old people. I'll take an aunt, an uncle, an estranged cousin, anything, man. Get them out. <laughs> All right, and then uh, and then when do you so? But are you coming back like what next week? Yeah, yeah. So so we do. So we're doing uh we're doing those shows. I come back a week from uh, when this gets released on Friday. I'll be back a week from that. Oh, oh I get back on the seventh. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, we have yeah. a stroke. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, but, and we have a show in Miami on the 8th. Um, and that'll, uh, that'll be a nice, a nice banger. But yeah, we're doing also, so yeah, we're doing these four shows in Phoenix. Then we have two shows in Denver and then we, uh, and then we fly home and we got that show in Miami on the 8th. And that's the, that's the end of this little run. We've been out here. God, I've been out here for a minute, dude. You've been gone forever. So uh, you're going to come back and then we're going to have one show uh, in studio um, not next week, the week after, and then you're gone again, right? Uh, yeah, and then I'm gone again, but I'm going to be – we should be able to do at least one in studio a month because I got to be – we're setting up a monthly show, it looks like, at the Miami Improv, so I'll, have, I'll be coming in town once a month, Dope. and I'll probably be spending a nice week, you know. Plus, you know, I got the whole family and all the homies down there, so I'll, I'm going to be spending much time in Florida, but mm-hmm. – uh, I'll just be paying expensive rent in LA because you know that's what everyone does. <laughs> it's show business, baby. Um, yeah. And if uh, and if anybody's around the Delray area this weekend, uh, Brass Knucklehead's going to be playing at Third and Third from nine to uh, twelve thirty, um, and that's on Third and Third in Delray. Mm-hmm. So easy to remember. So you Check them out. Yeah. Again, I've been saying it on every every episode. I, I know I have a lot of friends that listen to this. If you haven't seen Brass Knucklehead, I mean, punch yourself in the asshole because they're just what are you, what are you doing with your life? Go see Brass Knucklehead. They're they're, they're seriously fantastic, and uh, I hope you guys are going to work on that uh, kerosene cover if you can. Punch I yourself see in the asshole. Sure, but then don't complain about it like Rick did for a week. All right, just Listen, take it like a man. It was an accident. It was an accident. I was penetrated by a speaker. It just happens. Things happen that way. Anyways, if you want to find out more about the Fresh Runs store, you can be able to go to freshrunsstore.com. You can follow Matt at Matt Bellick, and uh, you can be able to follow me at It's Me Ricky B on all social media platforms. And that's it. Until next week, Matt, say goodbye. Adios. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.